0: Hi, welcome to the Mid-Market CFO Circle, podcast powered by Radius One. I'm your host, Madhurima Gupta. We hear you, Mid-Market CFOs, and we got your back. Every Thursday, we bring you CFO Circle podcast with your peers, where we discuss the challenges you face and how you can leverage emerging technologies to solve them. Today, we have with us Bhaskar. So Bhaskar is currently working as Chief Financial Officer at SellAnyCar.com. Uh, where he contributes to strategic decision-making, group reporting, subsidiary consolidation, cash flow management, fundraising, uh, managing legal cases, and negotiations with customers. With his immense expertise in finance and technology, he supports founders, CEOs, board on his teams by giving them value-added recommendations, and he always recommends them to look at the bigger picture to achieve business goals. Welcome to the show, Bhaskar.
1: Thank you Madarima, thank you for having me on the show.
0: So Bhaskar, today I wanted to talk about how growth-focused CFOs influence in fueling business growth for 2B enterprises. Um, And in order to get started, I first wanted to understand, in your opinion, when is the right time for founders of businesses to hire finance leaders?
1: I think that's a million dollar question. It's a very tricky question yeah. And I feel it's a very subjective thing to the business and the industry, uh, the businesses and what is the growth plan and vision. And if uh, they have achieved a product market fit and the growth plan is big, and so it's a good time to hire a finance leader. It's a very good time to hire a finance leader. And I feel the cost of a finance director or a leader is high, yeah, upfront cost. But you can recover the cost within a year because he adds a lot of value to in the entire chain.
0: Absolutely. And how about, um, you know, the companies that are already growing, right? They're at a yeah. certain point where they have a couple of people on the CFO office team, and they are yeah. let's say, scaling at a level that they expect to become enterprises soon. So at this okay. point, when in the cycle, would you say, is it a good idea to have a chief financial officer in?
1: I think growth, uh, growth. There is a lot of euphoria in the growth, yeah, in the startup culture, yeah, which is good. But at the same time, it's very important, which I learned from Charlie Munger, one of the principles which I learned, you know. And I have seen the leaders they apply that what not to do. Yeah, not to make a bad decision. You know that that he says Charlie Munger is an inverse principle. Yeah, what not to do, and if you don't do wrong things, then you you will do one right thing. Yeah, even Steve Jobs used to. Uh, practice the same principle yeah so what not to do so a finance leader would help you in not making wrong decisions invest looking at the wider up op- he will help you in getting a wider scope of revenue opportunities and he will tell you no on certain things which doesn't make sense in terms of financial feasibility and growth and i think and any growth i think it comes with a there are two parts to a growth. One is the capex, you need a lot of investment and there's an incremental operating cost Yeah. There's a lot of higher manpower and marketing and other things operating. So a finance leader would, a CFO would help in both these fronts and in optimizing your spend and to bring in cost efficiencies. So that is one growth, And the second part I would say is now a growth needs funding. Either you need equity financing or renewed a debt. So an experienced leader who understands the business, so he can sell the stories to the investors. He can answer those questions and he can ensure there is a timely arrangement of funds. He can structure good deals with, with the investors or the bankers to fuel good growth and the most important along with this is the digital side I think that is the thing which the organizations they miss they talk more about the product and the marketing yeah which is good you know which is on the external side but to achieve that you need a platform of a digital platform which is an ERP and digital solutions so you need a CFO who can build those digital solutions across the spectrum of business, either it's a manpower requirement, your procurement, your inventory management, then your collection side, your payment solutions. Yeah. If you, if they all are integrated together, then you can scale up, then you can achieve growth.
0: Absolutely. I I completely agree with you Bhaskar. Now let's say that, um, you know, a company, an organization has got in a CFO, right? Now, how should Mm. this CFO uh, ensure that that it takes up modern approaches? Like you mentioned, you know, you should have an ERP, you should have digital solutions that help uh, you, you know, fix Mm. processes, right? So what steps should a modern CFO take towards, let's say, people, process, and technology so that the CFO Mm. office becomes growth-focused?
1: In terms of people, I think the CFO, he's dealing with a lot of people, you know, it's more of the leadership quality, managing his team, uh, managing all the internal stakeholders and the external parties, yeah. external parties, yeah. external parties, the bankers, the compliance, the auditors, Yeah, and the approach for all three of them, basically a team, you need to train them and empower them and delegate them, which is very important Yeah, train, empower, and delegate, and with the business heads and the CEO, I, I think it's very important to build up a relationship of trust and a relationship of collaboration where you collaborate with them. And the third is an execution of speed. Do things at a fast pace and execute projects what business wants and do it at a speed, you know, because we are living in a very fast-paced world, you know. And on the technology side and on the process side, you know, the processes have to be very simple with simple layers of approval, yeah, and where we can make quick decisions, the business can make quick decisions at whatever layer it is, either at my level or at down the level or at a senior level, right, the way the decisions can be made quick. So we we know what to do and what not to do. Within six years, we tripled our revenue from $5 billion to $15 billion in just six years, which is very difficult to achieve such kind of growth. And the reason was we got a CEO at the top, Mr. Tim Clark, and the mantra was, leave behind the past and it was a uh, new systems new processes new people everything was new because he believed it is very difficult to change the old yeah people with the old mindset so create something new because the old brings a baggage with them and there is a friction yeah there is a friction and there are challenges they have got a mindset well so so he went with a mantra with Sheikh mohammed's mantra who is the president of dubai right and emirates Airlines is owned by him is Dismantle the old and create something new. So there were new people who were hired, new systems which were implemented, and it's a new mindset with which you run the organization. And the results were extraordinary.
0: So you just mentioned that you've worked with giants like Emirates. You've also hmm. worked with Mac Properties, and right yeah. now you're working with SellYourCar.com. Right. So in all of these organizations, what has your key learning been? In in from I mean, your key learnings from your experience that you think help these businesses
1: cater to business growth i think it's a very simple learning which i found especially with emirates and the other entities even i have researched i've read a lot about amazon google facebook or other companies you know my my curiosity was how why they became so big why not others yeah so why only this few one or two percent of the world's organization the reason was they followed a principle and there are three principles they follow a three p in an order people first product second and the profit it comes last to them and the others they think it the other way profit first product and then the people yeah so that is the way the people first for me is what i learned is for emirates is people first is employees customers, and vendors. Basically, the mantra was to keep all the stakeholders happy. It's just not the investors. Everybody is a stakeholder. So the employees are happy. They feel safe and secured. They feel appreciated. And they do amazing things. Their physical, emotional, and the mental needs are completely taken care of. When I used to work for Emirates, uh, it, it was like fun. Going at 7 o'clock in the morning at the office, it was fun. you know. Never it was like going to the office. And the customer is again the people. Because these employees, they serve the customers. So you have to understand the customers so everybody serving the customer even everyone in the organization right and the third is so the customer empathy is important to understand what they want not what i want to give them but what they want yeah so that is second part and the third is the vendors because they are the service providers so we so they don't try to squeeze your vendors yes we need to do that negotiation right but don't but they are also an equal party to the whole success because they serve your customer. So people first. And then the product, they developed a product, a product which the world had not seen. They created new experiences for customers which the world had not seen. So the continuously Emirates innovated their product continuously for 10 years and invested millions and billions of dollars. And to support that product, you need digital power. So they created that digital power and systems to connect 150 cities sitting here in Dubai airports, tracking 250 aircraft all across the globe, wherever they are flying to provide a 24 by 7 support to the customers, millions of people. Yeah. So so that was the, and internal processes and systems to a company a size of 25 billion dollars with 70,000 employees and millions of customers. So the systems and the processes were created and they were updated every day to serve the customers in the best possible way. And third is your profit. As I said, the profit was just a by-product profit was a byproduct. We never thought about profit. Yes, profit, uh, we, we think about profit at the budgeting stage and even at the month end, but the priorities were the people and the product and the profit came to us.
0: And if I talk about, you know, the financial successes yeah. particularly, right? So what okay. were there certain challenges and how did you solve those financial challenges extraordinarily?
1: Financial challenges, because any organization which grows and and we had a 90-degree growth. It was not a 45-degree growth. We grew 90-degree from $5 billion to $15 billion in six years. You an annual growth of 25%. So uh, the challenges was major was the change management because the change management is basically you have to handle uh, the change management in terms of implementing systems, implementing uh, and then on the cost side, on the investment side, because business, they are very euphoric about Things they want to do—it's very amazing. Yeah, we want that euphoria. But at the same time, you, me, and the others as a finance partner, we need to contain that and strike a balance between growth and risk. But on the other side, you know, uh, the challenges are growth—we uh, grow very fast—and then there's a lot of—and then if I remember the 2008-9 when there was a financial crisis, yeah. And so there's a challenge of cost efficiency because an airline—it works with only a six-seven percent bottom line because the fixed costs. Because the costs are very high. The fuel cost is 35-40% and is a very variable cost. It's a very variable cost, very sensitive to all the external things in the world, into external things, you know. So it's cost, controlling cost in such a large organization and working with business. And we have done, the guys at the businesses, they have done some amazing things and I had the opportunity to partner them in reducing the cost.
0: Okay. And uh, the businesses that Emirates was in business with, um, you know, for smoothly running the airlines and everything. How did you manage your um, accounts receivables, accounts payables? You were saying that you would always pay out your vendors in advance in the beginning of our conversation. So how did you make sure that all of this was, you know, taken care of? Did you implement automation solutions back then or was it totally done uh, manually? Yeah.
1: yeah, that's a good question. Even though Emirates was digitally savvy before I joined in, the, but still... Uh, with this big growth coming in. So there was a legacy system, as I said. So the mantra was dismantle the legacy system. So a 20 year old system, which was just given up within a second, that decision was made. We will implement a new system. And that was called Ultraman from USA, which was a pioneer in the airline industry. And I was a part of that implementation over two years. So that was a pioneer and that changed the whole, that was a game changer for Emirates. Connecting, as I said, 150 offices, airports, And that system, we created a fintech solution to thousands of vendors across 183, uh, I think 183 offices, uh, cities in eight continents, making payments in billions of dollars to thousands of vendors on time. Thousands of vendors. So that was a fintech solution which we created. So that payment gate, that that system Ultraman will integrate with our Oracle system, the finance system, and from finance we used to manually make payment through checks, you know, through checks or wire transfer. And then we integrated with all our banks wherever possible. And that was a pay, and that goes with a click of a button, you make a payment to a vendor. We do a three-way matching into Oracle in Ultraman. It gets transferred to Oracle automatically every minute. And from there, once everything is finalized, it goes into HSBC or Citibank and the payment just goes away. There's nothing manual. And those were millions and billions of dollars of payment, seamless. So that is the way I think the people side, which I said, the 3P, the people, the vendors, that is the way they were kept happy. And they always wanted to work with Emirates because Emirates pays them good money. They pays them on time and... So everybody is very curious to always work with them. Then on the revenue side, we had an in-house system, which was developed by with our in-house system called Marketer. So they developed this system revenue, which. Uh, does we we have got hundreds and thousands of flights so where you can record all your revenue a revenue of 25 billion dollars per annum or a monthly you have got a revenue of two billion dollar so that is coupons basically those flight coupons where you can capture that integrate that and the system does all the calculations of revenue you can imagine it, it's a booking it is an advance you can do a rescheduling of your tickets right you get a refund you get a discount and whatnot Mm-hmm. A passenger can have any permutation and combination of transaction, and with millions of people, you can imagine the complexity it brings in. Yeah, and that marketed system, which was developed by Emirates in-house team, they did that, and that those numbers every month was integrated to Oracle. And the beauty of Emirates was they invested heavily in two things. One was on the human capital, yeah, which was. And the second was on technology. So with this size, we by fifth of every month, we will close our finance books. 150 offices with Dubai, everything. By fifth of every month, all the finance books are closed. And then the internal reviews and everything, and it goes to the senior management by 10th or 11th, it goes to the senior management with this volume and size because they invested so much in technology and on the digital
0: side. Absolutely. So at Car, what are your priorities right now? So out of these many list of things that you, you know, have to implement, I understand maybe ERP implementation is one thing, but what is the main challenge today for you? And how are you thinking of solving it, given your, you know, diverse
1: experience? See, the main challenge is, I think the management is very keen, though, uh, is very keen to make it a digital thing. So that is a blessing. Yeah, that is a blessing. And the challenge is to quickly deliver that work with the IT team and with the IT, with our in-house IT team and the vendor and with my team, everybody working together as a team and deliver the product ASAP possible. That is one. Uh, and and it's a big task, yeah, because you have because in, you have to integrate all your CRM system with the finance system, which is quite a challenge, you know. Integrating all the operational and financial data moving into an ERP, and it is quite a that is called a migration of data, which is quite a challenge. Yeah? But uh, I am confident here. Yeah, together, we will crack it. We'll crack the. But and second, we are looking for a payment gateway solution. Currently, we don't have. So I am working with the central bank here to get a payment gateway solutions where the customers where the customers when they want to pay us through a payment gateway they with a click of a button they pay and the money comes to my account straight away within within one hour I get the I I get the money and the third is currently we make manual payments Uh, we make payments manually to all our customers when we buy the car for them and we pay them and we have got a promise to pay them in 48 hours and which the company does that so we pay to our hundreds and hundreds of customers every month yeah every month so we have a promise every Within 48 hours, they sign a contract and within 48 hours, I'll make the payment to them. So that we do it manually. It's a very manual process and the guys are doing a phenomenal job to do it manually in the bank portal and they do it. And So I'm looking forward to making a payment, digital payment solution, working with some international banks where I can make a digital payment solution and through a click of a button, I can pay the customer every hour, not every day, I can make a payment to them every hour and as many payments they want, as many payments. So that will help to scale the business. And we are getting into a new business model, a new business model, which is called Carnet. So that will really help us to scale the business, I feel, yeah. Because at the end of the day, The customers are happy uh, today we pay them in 48 hours through the manual process I'm sure with all this digitalization and everything we can pay them every day within few hours of. Of once the deal is done not we don't they don't have to wait for 48 hours, so the time would be reduced to maybe quite it will be quite less.
0: Cool. Uh, this was a very interesting discussion, Bhaskar. Uh, before we, you know, wrap up the session, I had one last question for you. Yeah, sure. If I had to sum up, uh, or if I had to ask you to sum up top three tips that you'd like to give your peers and aspiring CFOs, so that they can help their CFO offices support the, you know, the business growth, like you've seen at Emirates, the MAC Properties, and even hopefully at Sell Your Cars in the coming, sell any car in the coming years. Um, then what
1: would those three tips be? Uh, Three tips, uh, apart from the financial skills, I think everybody has got those financial skills. You know, they bring that experience more or less. I think it's more, I think number one is on the leadership skills, I would say. It's on the leadership skills. Uh, Leadership for me is just not others. It's about managing yourself, how you manage yourself, your, your mindset, how you manage your mindset, your health and the mindset and your energy levels to and then how to connect with people and building trust with people which is very important with your team with your business and with the external parties yeah? building that trust that is very important. So leadership skills for me is number one. And number two is to and I, in that number one I would say to understand what business wants, you know, what your bosses want, what the leaders want, understand their mode, be proactive in that process. Yeah. And proactively do things for them, you know. And help them make good decisions, you know, that will help to grow the business. So the leadership skills, I think that would be the number one. And second, you know, and look at the larger picture, if the the culture permits you, don't look at the short term, look at the larger picture, how by doing this or by not doing this, this will impact the organization in a year's time or in a two year's time look at the larger picture of things not at the short term yeah i think that is very important and number three try to be digitally savvy the try to be digitally savvy every spectrum of the organization make it a digitally savvy and uh, finance has got that power to do that along with business get them in your stride get finance and business in the stride and with your it guys together just make everything digital the company will be on the will be flying
0: high. And what are the top three areas that you would say or suggest your peers to automate today?
1: I think the top three areas, I would say that it depends again on the business. So the inventory and the supply chain and the procurement has to be super strong. If you have that, you can save millions you can, efficient, you can manage your working capital efficiently, cash flow and everything, You know that will be for the e-commerce companies. And for the others, I think there are two parts to a business, there are two parts to a business. One is your collection side and one is your payment side. These are the two cycles. Yeah, For a, 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 somewhere the collection side could be a longer and the payment, so it depends on the length of your collection and the payment side. So manage that very well. Yeah, The collection side, reduce your collection side so you get the money quickly. And on the payment side, stretch the payment side as far as possible, Yeah, as far as possible, Yeah, keeping a balance, right? I, I'm not saying you pay him after 100 days. I'm not saying that. You negotiate and see to manage your working capital here yeah, and to see digitally and other things, reduce your collection side, increase your payment side so that will improve your cash flow and make it a digital thing. The, the, basically, the cash flow, the inflow and the outflow make it a complete digital thing. And the number three is, I would say, have a flat structure. The decision making has to be flat. It you know, cannot go, cannot keep on going. It has to be a, a flat structure where you can put your heads together and somebody makes a call. Let's do it.
0: Great. So thank you so much for taking time, Vasu. Thank today. you. This was a very interesting session. I'm sure uh, a lot of people are going to yeah, enjoy sure. and learn a lot from it. So um, you thank know, you. thank you for your time once again. And I uh, wish all my uh, you know uh, viewers enjoy this session as much as I did talking to you. And um, we hope to have you again on CFO Circle. And for our listeners out there, stay tuned. We'll be back with more.